welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so um, this is where we uh, start with side A, where we talk about uh, discussion, um, and we pick our favorite choice track from it. Uh, This round we're going to, or this episode, we're going to talk about uh, favorites Beatles song. The Beatles um, from uh, 1967 to 1970. So let's drop the needle on side A. So, <laughs> so uh, right. Um, so I'll I'll go and start, but um, I'm sure everybody knows what the who the Beatles are. If not, they're the original band that you know started the British invasion or were one of the biggest bands from the British invasion. Um, 1967 to 1970 is kind of their latter part of their history. So it's everything after Revolver. So it's uh, from Sgt. Pepper's to Let It Be were the last albums with the white album in there. So just so you can get perspective on that. So um, because it's Sgt. Pepper's, Magical Mystery Tours, White Album, um, I'm missing, what's the one right before Let It Be? There's like five or six. Abbey Road? Okay, yeah. So so for my choice tracks, it's I know it's one of the most popular Beatles song and you know, it was just one of those that I couldn't just like I listened to others. I loved so many others, but there's no way that I could not pick this song as a choice track because it is a choice track. And so I picked uh Let It Be. So um the thing that I love the most about this song and the Beatles do do it with other songs is um the fact that um Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And that's how Let It Be is, because it's the way they sing Let It Be. Like, you know, it it even dawned on me listening to it before this episode. Before, I always thought that, you know, Let It Be was like one of two ways. It's like a plea for Let It Be, like, please let it be. Or it's like a command, like Gandalf the Grey, you know, you shall not pass, like a command, like Let It Be type of thing, right? Uh, But even thinking on it, like, there's other ways that let it be could be. It could be like, well, you know, I wish that didn't happen, but I'll just let it be type of thing. It, and and that's that's the beauty of the song. It's like because it's the same words but sung at different pitches and melodies. Like you can you can get so much out of it. I, and I know it can be, you know, somebody might say that it might be repetitive, but I don't know. It, I enjoy it much so much, and that's why I I just had to pick it. So, but. Uh, yeah, and so that's off their their last album together as the as the Beatles. What did you guys think about Let It Be? Craig, I'll let y'all go first. <laughs> Just Let It Be. No. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, you can't you can't play a Beatles song for me and and have me say I didn't like it. I I don't know. Like maybe the earlier stuff was kind of like their poppy like get all the fans riled up like the young teen girls like just running around screaming and and then you know later on like like kind of like we're talking about you know like the 67 to 70 um that's where i think they became a little bit more mature in their music and like maybe their style changed and well like, yeah let it be it's like i think that, oh geez man i think it was like uh sesame street did letter b so even sesame street picked it up and was like i love this song so uh, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, uh, I love a lot of Beatles stuff and just thinking about the Beatles. The first thing, the first thing that possibly happened, I think of the Beatles, their, their early years 
when they were like, do you want to hold my hand? And they're, right. you know, they got the weird haircuts and they're just like, they're just starting out. They probably didn't know what the hell they were doing, you know, but they were doing what was needed for, you know, the scene at the time. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, production companies, everybody told them what to do, how to do it. But man, uh, they they evolved into something huge and went off on you know the solo stuff after after the band kind of did their thing and split up a little bit. But um, I kind of like their solo stuff too a lot. But uh, yeah, Let It Be is cool. That's my take on it. I don't know. What do you all? That's your take on it. Yeah, yeah. Like who cares? What I think, right? <laughs> so yeah, Brandon, what do you think? Well, I mean, it's it's a great song. It's the Beatles. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with the Beatles. You know, it's it's hard to dislike a Beatles song, and especially that era from '67 to '70. I mean, the the song was incredible, and and their, I mean, their their artistic ability. Like, not saying that they didn't already have uh, the 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 creativity, but it definitely like escalated by leaps and bounds. In like '67, they started creating a new sound. It was something very different from what they did before. And uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, "Let It Be" is a great song. And I mean, how can you not like the song? And how can you not like a Beatles song? Even a bad Beatles song is still better than most music. So you know, uh, yeah, it, it's a good song. It's a classic for a reason. And people, I mean, people know it, even if they don't know who the Beatles are. They still know the song. They've heard it. It's played countless times daily on every radio station, and it's, it's a great song. Right? Yeah, I think it's a. It definitely has its place um, in the land of it's just great music. Right? The the lyrics that are involved with it, the sound chords, and 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 how everything comes across, and how they sing it. Like you could tell, it's um, it's it might sound like it's from a drug induced place. But it's from a good place, you know what I'm saying, where any and everybody can love the song. So um, I, I definitely love that album. I love the song itself, and I love how they came together in 67 and, and kind of transformed how music was coming out and what it was supposed to be about and how the lyrics actually were supposed to, to make you think versus just saying something for poppy reasons. Come together. Right? Yep. Yeah. For sure. So. It, it, and I did notice that, like, the, the the technique that I was talking about where like it's not what they say but how you say it like they didn't do it in just that one song there's other songs where they repeat and and so it's kind of around that time frame it, it kind of reminds me of kind of like that uh, picture where it's the uh, but there's two of them but there's the, the granny scene in the rocking chair uh, you know and but then there's also the one that they do for the memes on the t-shirts where it's like angry happy sad but it's all a, a neutral expression on a person's face. That's basically what they were kind of experimenting with, with music. It, it feels like it's like, how can I sing these same three words, but differently each time, you know, and is, and is it the actual court melody that makes the emotion different? Or is it the way that I'm singing it type of thing? Yeah, no, I think like, like what you're kind of describing is like, and what we've all been saying here is when, when a band is really good, it does evolve, you know, and I've seen it in new bands, you know, like Coldplay. You know, I could say that's like maybe they're like a new version of the Beatles. I don't know. I'm not saying they're the same at all, but like that's the kind of like camaraderie within a band, within the bandmates, like atmosphere, how they communicate to each other. They might all like the Beatles. They all went off and did their solo stuff. They all had their own like idea of how they wanted their music to go. But as a band, like 
the the album there's an album 1967 to 70 because that was like when they had their biggest hits and they felt they probably felt the best about their music they had some stuff come in with like Yoko Ono, you know, and John Lennon had like you know, kind of header idea. They they blame stuff on that, but we don't know really exactly what happened. But uh, anyway, you know, so that that kind of stuff can that can jump into and and make things go sour. But uh, yeah, with with the style of their music and like experiment the experimental like stuff they did like Dietrich you mentioned them like been drug induced I think that was the times <laughs> I mean that mm-hmm. stuff happens now too but that was like more so then you know these musicians were they were like getting they, they had resources everywhere so they probably who knows how much partying they were doing I don't know uh-huh. it was probably a lot of fun but uh, yeah <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine what their life is like <laughs> I mean, they're just like gods in the music industry. So anyway, watch watch Hard Day's Night. It'll give you a good feel for what the what it was like to be a Beatle. Oh, uh, you know what is that on? Uh, is that on streaming right now? Uh, I know it's on Criterion Channel. I'm sure you ah, can find cool. it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I, I've heard of that. I want to I want to check that out. I got to write all this stuff down every time I hear of a new documentary because I love that kind of stuff. But I I I think I saw like the Woodstock documentary. It was like. Close to that era, they done crazy craziness with the drug-induced, you know, music, and I guess that really, <laughs> maybe that's where all their talent came from. I don't know. I doubt it. I'm, I'm sure they had something too. But uh, yep. All right. Well, <laughs> how about uh, you go ahead and pick your song there, Dietrich? Oh, me? Yay! Okay. So, um, <laughs> so um, as far as my choices, like this is a hard mixed for me I'm, I'm not even gonna try and perpetrate or lie about it just because i love the beatles i love everything that the beatles did um you know i, I was one of those that when i heard their music um it was kind of like oh okay and then you just get kind of caught up in the swing of things as you go along now around this time where we're talking about this time frame we're talking about um that's when everything kind of clicked for me like okay they're more than just a, a team pop band they're more than just a boy band so to speak back in their days considered a boy band type of thing you know they're actually like coming out with great music so when i did go back and listen to everything my favorite album from them was um the magical mystery tour just because of the sound quality that was involved in it my favorite song was the fool on the hill um the reason why i picked the fool on the hill was by by my mind it was the chord change um from when they're singing um the verses and then all of a sudden the chord drops from a major to a minor and they're singing you know i'm a he's just a fool on the hill and it it really sung out would be just because the meaning of the song, which is everybody perceives this guy on the hill to be just a fool. He's stupid, but in actuality, there's wisdom in his, in his stupidity. Um, he seems naive and, and, and kind of like out of the world, so to speak to everybody else, but that's because he's not caught up in everybody else's like day to day life, so to speak. He's got his own things going on and it works for him. And, and ignorance is bliss, and, and he's definitely happy in his own mind state, which has wisdom within itself. So that's where I caught it from, and that was my favorite song. What do y'all think about that? I I liked it a lot. It was a bit, like like you said, any song, pretty much any song you guys picked, like I loved. But uh, <laughs> "Full on the Hill" was very much um, it. The Beatles have like it's in it's almost a ballad, but it's not quite a ballad. But mm-hmm. they they have this style of ballad that's like 
a story, but it's a song, and and that is it, it's right up there with you know Eleanor Rigby and and other ones where it's you're you're listening to a story and you're like okay, and then it was especially interesting you know when you get to the part where he's like he's he's like the fool on the hill you know but everyone else is the fool and you're like well can i trust the narrator here is the narrator being truthful to me like who's the fool like he keeps calling the main person the fool on the hill but then says everybody else is a fool so but yeah i enjoyed it for sure cool yeah it's a good song i mean i heard it many times and uh i mean it's definitely not as well known as some of their other hits but it's still on the greatest hits albums you know and for for a reason um i I think the reason why i like it i think it might be the same reasons you do diedrich is Mm -hmm. that i like the tempo change i love when music does that you know like something and you're gonna have it consistently throughout the whole song and then like oh no wait let's do this and uh, I've I've always always been a fan of that. Um, you know, this comes from the guy that likes Frank Zappa. It kind of makes sense, right? So, um, but anyway, yeah, no, it's it's a good song. I I like the choice. I it was it was a unique choice. It wasn't predictable. It was not one I was expecting because um, you know most people don't talk about that song when they talk about their favorite Beatles songs. Right. Uh, so yeah, I. You, you know, you dug deep, even though it really isn't that deep because every Beatles song is a hit for the most part. So, um, yeah, it's a great song. Uh, and definitely, like I think Taj kind of said, has that Elder Rigby kind of vibe a little bit, which is one of my favorite Beatles songs. So, of course, I'm going to like Fool on, Fool on the Hill. So Cool. Well, I ain't no fool. <laughs> but I would say it's not my favorite song. I wouldn't have picked it as my favorite song, but it does have a nice dreamy quality to it. Slow melody. It kind of like, you know, it was that song strawberry fields forever. Yeah. Strawberry fields forever. That's like my British accent. Uh, so yeah, no, I like, I like that. I think, and like I was saying, I think that like other newer bands now, they've, they've adopted like some of the similar ways of, of playing instruments or like, you know, making, making melodies. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of music now that sounds like the Beatles in some way. I'm sure they influenced tons of bands, and that's that's that song, you know, in particular. I think is kind of like an influence for a lot of these newer bands that we've heard from the '90s, like to today. You know, I wouldn't yeah. say like '80s is like its own deal. And I mean, they did their solo stuff in the '80s too. But um, yeah, that that older stuff, like I think it was the Beatles were ahead of their time. Man. I mean, it's I like I like it when something's like ahead of its time. And I probably never heard that song until we, you know, we started talking about this episode. Right. I didn't know that song existed. So that was kind of like a new, that was a new experience for me. And that's what I really liked about that. You know, and it just like blows my mind. Like, wow, this one, I thought I've heard all the Beatles music. And now there's like more stuff that has a totally different sound. I mean, it is kind of like it has that slow vibe that some of the other songs have. But yeah, no, that's cool, man. Nah, and I can't say I hate any of them. Right. It's, excuse me. I um I have a tendency of going back and, and coming through and, and picking out songs from from major artists that not everybody sees as a favorite song. I don't like picking the ones on the top 100. I don't like picking the number one hits. I don't I don't like doing that from an artist because. From my standpoint, I think that if I pick one of those songs that everybody else is in love with, I feel like I'm kind of taking away 
I don't know, some part of the band from me, like not actually listening to them from head to toe. And so when I always find those little gems inside of any album, it's like, I know everybody's not going to love this, but I love it for this particular reason. I'm not trying to be like the anti-guy that's against everything that they do because I love all of their hits. Every single one of their hits I love. There's some songs I don't like that the Beatles did. It's like, what the fuck were y'all thinking? But there are some definite <laughs> good songs yeah. that I love. And, and, and this was just one of those that stuck out to me. As soon as we started talking about that time frame, I'm like, yeah, I'm going with this. It was a hard one because, yeah, I could have went a couple of different ways. Let It Be definitely was on my thought process as well. But it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping outside the box on this one. Okay. Well, that's good. So um, do you want to go next, Damon? Oh yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, so I, like I'm sitting here listening to what I did was I pulled up the album '67 to '70, right? But I know that my son pick was also on another album. Like I think that was like kind of like a greatest hits album from that period. Yeah, but I I picked a, a song that was kind of like it. My brother, my older brother, has played this a lot for like family functions, like birthdays or just whatever. Um, it made me think of you know since my dad had passed away, like I I just kind of like gravitate to stuff like that, you know. Makes you think of being like younger times and just uh, I have a big family too, like my dad's side. It's just a huge family. So we're Italian, Mexican. It's like uh, it's probably like over 50 people if you get all the cousins and uncles and aunts and everybody together, you know, siblings, everybody. And so this on Obla Di Blada is uh, what I had picked. And it's kind of like a it's kind of like an old it reminds me of like an old school kind of like just like family party get together with lots of food and um i also remember the the show life goes on <laughs> so yep. that was an older show from when i was a kid uh but uh yeah that was that was a fun one too that was their theme song and that's what that's when i first heard it too actually and i think at the time i was like the beatles who are the beatles and then i heard some of their stuff like the early early stuff and i was like oh, i don't think i like the beatles but then after I, I got a little older and I started hearing more of their stuff, like, yeah, definitely, definitely feel different about that. But I think it's like, it's almost like uh, at first it was like an acquired taste. Yeah. You know? Like, am I supposed to like this band? I mean, OK. But now that I understand, I think I understand or appreciate music a lot more. Um, but yeah, so Obla Di Blah Da, that was from the Beatles, the album, The Beatles in 1968. Um, and then it was also you can hear that on 1967 and 1970, The Greatest Hits. Um, but uh, yeah, Obla Di Blah Da. Hey, that's how they, <laughs> that's right. how they end it. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. You guys like that song? <laughs> Maybe it's just the number one of their biggest hits. So it's kind of like, yeah, they're all hits. No, nah, it was a good one for me for sure. Um, I, I ran across it just going back over different songs and trying to figure out what to narrow down to. And I was like, damn, that was a good one. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to use it, but I, I kind of figured you were going to pull it up. But um, I, yeah. you're actually the only one that I got that I was like, yeah, he's going to pick that song. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, it does. It does kind of fit my my personality sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that is a fun one. Oh, it's good to hear. I like that. Dieter. Cool. Yeah, that, that was for sure. That, that was on my short list of, of songs to pick. But it, like I said, I, I just couldn't, couldn't, could not pick Let It Be. But yeah, for sure. I love that song because, like you said, the family vibe, the upbeat. It, it's a, it, it's one of those like, so, so the, the, 
it's one of those where, and I'm not sure how to do the type of genre of song that is, but it's one of those songs where it like covers what it means to live life. Because <laughs> uh, the Beatles even have one where they, you know, count from like uh, going, like growing up in age. But then like, if you compare it to like other songs, like Seven Years or or stuff like that, where it's like about life in general, like it's a, it's a song about living life in its entirety. Right. And that's, that's what's that's why I enjoy about that song for sure. So um, I love that. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. like, and, that, and that's where I like that's where it kind of brings me back to like, you know, blah, 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 life goes. Uh, hey, you know, right. it's like, well, yeah, life does go on. You know, um, lots of times are it's hard to kind of grasp that concept. You know, but uh, yeah, that's that's definitely where it takes me to. <laughs> it takes me to that that aspect of the song, and then it's just a fun, you know, family party, whatever. So yeah, like. Like the like, I like the piano in the beginning. So yeah. So so listeners out there, if you haven't heard this song, check it out. Maybe play it at a party, <laughs> or if you want to make yourself happy if you're down, this might be the thing to do it. So All right, Brandon, what were your thoughts about it? Uh, another good song. I like it. <laughs> I don't know what what else to say about Beatles song other than like I like it. I like it. It's great. It's good. I love listening to Beatles songs. I never get tired of them. <laughs> and, uh, I don't get tired of that one either. Um, I th- you know, I think the the thing thing about that song was I don't think I knew for a long time that that was a Beatles song. Like I knew I'm like that's the song from the sh- TV right. show that goes on. Yeah. You know? and, and then you get older, you're yeah. like, wait, the Beatles? The Beatles recorded a theme song to a TV show? Didn't they break up in 1970? I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a good song. Nice. Cool. My thought was, how much did they have to pay to use that song? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking of the copyright. Like, man, y'all, y'all really knew this show was going to be here. Y'all showed that that money for the for the song. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, uh, creators. We can't pay you this week. We got to pay the Beatles every time we play the song. Yeah. That's why I don't see reruns of that show anymore. <laughs> right. Right now, it's a different song. Completely, because they're like we yeah. can't train them. <laughs> it's like uh, Metallica or something. <laughs> that would not fit. But yeah. So, uh, what was your pick there, Brandon? Oh man, this was this was tough. It was you know I I, I listened I, I listened to some of the uh, that greatest hits album that blue one just to kind of get a vibe for yeah. the the music from that era again um, and. Uh, to kind of paraphrase Boromir from Lord of the Rings, one doesn't simply choose a Beatles song, um, but I had to. So I think my favorite Beatles album at this time, because it usually will fluctuate, is Abbey Road. And I wanted to pick a song from Abbey Road. And I wanted to go with a deep cut, one that's not popular, but I couldn't do that. Um, I had to just go with one that was popular because I genuinely loved the song. And uh, that was something by the Beatles on Abbey Road. It's a, a song that was written and performed by George Harrison. Um, George Harrison is probably my favorite Beatle. You know, growing up, it was Paul McCartney, you know, a little bit John Lennon for, uh, for a spell. Then it was Paul McCartney again. And then as I got older and I learned more about George Harrison and listened 
closely to his solo albums, George Harrison just jumped to number one. Um, and, you know, George Harrison didn't write a lot of Beatles songs, um, but a lot of people say that this was a song that he ascended to, like, Paul McCartney, John Lennon songwriter status, you know, and really shows that George Harrison was ready to to make it on his own. And uh, wow. you, know, you can make an argument of who had the best solo albums. You don't. It's George Harrison. Uh <laughs> That, that, that's my personal opinion and I'm sticking to it. Um, but I, I love, I love something. I, I think the lyrics are, are great. I think it's an honest song. It's, it's, it's romantic. It's, it's energetic. It's, I, I don't know. It's just the, the song's so great. And the music, I mean, the, like, again, like it's a song that has layers to it. You know, it's, it's not just, this guy with a guitar singing a song like there's layers to the song and and it, it goes places that you wouldn't normally expect um and i i had read that john lennon even thought it was the best song on the album and uh i think he's right i mean i'm not gonna disagree with john lennon um but yeah it was it, something was is my favorite beatles song from from that era I, i'm pretty sure it, it would hard it would be hard to beat um, but it, it's such, it's such a great song and, uh, yeah, that's my, my choice track, something. So just as, since you kind of brought it up, so, um, I'm not sure that I've heard a lot of John Harris, um, uh, solo, but this, it sounds very much like Paul McCartney wings. Like it, it has that sound of like early solo Paul McCartney, like wings, or, or is that more of traditional John or George uh, sound? <laughs> I, I think it's more of a George Harrison sound. Really? Okay. Maybe a little, maybe a little more John Lennon than Paul McCartney. Really? Okay. Paul, Paul, Paul McCartney is backing vocals on the album. Maybe that's part of it. That, that's okay. what gotcha. George Harrison is a, you, you, had, you had one of your picks was George Harrison and wasn't it got my mindset on you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he did like a lot of 80s solo stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's he, a different he, he started vibe. doing solo work in the late, late sixties. Um, yeah. It, yeah. it changed though, right? Like kind of morphed into like this, like he became more of like an eight, like in the eighties, he really like adapted to that sound. I think I haven't heard of 60 stuff, but earlier, early solo stuff. I really would like to check that out. His seventies solo stuff, in my opinion, is the best, his best stuff. I got to check that out. Cause I'm, I'm like totally not aware of what that sounds like. Uh, I mean, we may get to one of those albums. I might pick one of them cause it's certainly one of my right. favorite albums, but yeah. 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 yeah I, yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. I love the song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, and not to get off the song again one last time, but like he did, he did my guitar gently weeps too, right, George? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So okay. So I mean, he was really good at building out the really romantic stuff for sure. Yeah. I, I, All I'm gonna say is you had me at the intro. That <laughs> that way that could, that comes in that. It was like, oh my god, that was that was love. And from that point on, it's like, okay, yeah, that's that's the quintessential song. I got you. Nice, yeah, I I, I love that intro too. That was so sick. <sighs> yeah, it, I enjoyed it. Yeah, they do have some like off. They they kind of like uh, um, like we're talking about how they're like their I guess their music or the melody like goes offbeat a little bit. Like you're like surprised by it. 
like it starts out like and then it goes into like a different almost like a different different tone and it's like that's what grabs me is that they could do the change that quick yes the tempo changes a few times in that song yes and it's yeah that's like that's that's like they're like such an experimental band and i think that's where a lot of these newer bands adapted that uh to that kind of like style you know I mean, I'm just assuming, but it, it kind of seems like since they were, they've been around forever. And I know there's other bands that have been around for a long time too, but uh, yeah, it's so unique and you know they didn't come from America, which is like it blew everybody's mind. I'm sure once they hit, you know, once they hit it big. But yeah, that's an awesome song, Brandon. Nice. All right. So um, yeah, uh, we're going to go. So I. I know we haven't covered like an individual band. This is the first time we've done it. And, um, you know, I had to throw out the Beatles as, as the first band that we cover as an, as a solo topic. So, um, because there's, yeah. we knew it was going to happen. It, you know, <laughs> right. there will be probably another Beatles, uh, theme episode. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I, I'm sure we'll do other bands, but it's just hard to not make the Beatles the first band. That's a, that's all I gotta say on that. So, um, yeah, that was a hard situation. And even even though this episode might sound like a cheese fest, like bring your chips, there's a lot of cheese here. It's because it's the Beatles. <laughs> Who the hell can argue against the Beatles? Not these four. <laughs> like, we're not all that mindset. So, you know. It, it, if everybody's thinking it's kind of like, oh, they're just like sapping up to the Beatles, like who doesn't sap up to the Beatles? Like find find me that person, and I want to smack shit out of them. So yeah. we'll just go from there. I think you should just smack them. Yeah. Just smack them. Just I feel like slapping somebody today. Slap, slap, slapping somebody today. And if they think right. we're sucking up to the Beatles, we are. Paul McCartney, please call me. Right. <laughs> I want I want to be your new friend, right? <laughs> hey, Ringo, you can call me too. It's cool. Uh, yeah, so if you if yeah, I think I'll have more fun with Ringo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can probably party. Yeah, not that kind of folks. I'm pretty sure he can party. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll call somebody up and they'll bring an elephant to the to the party. So yeah, definitely, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> so yeah, listeners, if you haven't heard the Beatles, I mean, this will blow your mind. And I don't know, like when I first heard the Beatles, I was like, it just reminded me of like the early, early stuff. And I just didn't, you know, that didn't really blow my mind as much. But like the older stuff, like, you know, as they formed formed themselves and they created new styles, that's that's where I really got interested. And I mean, everybody's always talking about them. So I had to hear I had to know what the hype was about. So, well, you know, and, and Beatles are timeless. You know, yeah. there's going to be a new Beatles listener born every day. I mean, how right. many bands from that long ago you can you say that about? Right. So this, yeah, this band's got like a hundred choice tracks. I mean, <laughs> like they're just they're just killing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, like unfortunately, uh, John Lennon had to had to leave early because of uh, you know somebody somebody thought that they had the right to take his life, but um, yeah, you know that was that was so sad. I mean, I just. I'm glad that, you know, his his legacy and, you know, like his uh, son, Sean Lennon, um, he's about our, our age, I think. But, uh, you know, he he's living on, you know, the dream there and the band still, you know, kind of did their thing and not really. But, you know, they still had their own thing going and, you know, the Beatles name never dies. And, but, yeah, that's that was tragic. What was that, 1980? 
I think so. Yeah. 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 So rest in peace for sure, John. But, hey, we still had Julian. <laughs> is that is that that's one of his sons? His son, Julian? Julian Leonard, dude, it's much too late yeah. for goodbye. Oh, yeah. And Sean, too. He's got two sons, right? Yeah. Yep. They're, both, they're both doing their uh, their own thing. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, Julian's awesome. Yeah, that's a good song. I like that, Dietrich. <laughs> but, yeah, man, wow. It, it's crazy because, you know, he died in 1980. And it, like, because their music was so profound and there's so much to it. And so much music, like it, it's hard to believe that he passed away. So you know, yeah, yep, definitely. All right. Well, do you guys want to flip the record, get to side B? I think Taj had some homework for us. I did. I did. So uh, I had some homework for us. So I'm going to go and drop the needle on side B. All right. So the band I picked is Frightened Rabbit. So um, just some history on it. So. Um, the album I picked was uh, Midnight Organ Fight. Okay. Uh, it was their second album. They only had four albums, four or five albums. Uh, by far, it, it's interesting because, like, their first album's good, um, but by far, I love their second album the best. Um, so, what you have to understand is um, just a little bit of back history. Um, and I did some research, but I don't have my computer here in front of me. Uh, but, um, in Scotland, uh, there was a foundation that promoted artists to go make music in Scotland. And Frying Rabbit came out of that. So did uh, also Sad Twilight. Now, I can't tree? remember. The fruit, huh? the fruit Tree Foundation. Yeah. So, and the, the, the foundation, and I can't remember exactly if it was based off of mental illness or just suicide. I, I know... There was something there. So the, the, the thing was that um, the lead singer of Frying Rabbit, you know, and, and I apologize if this is, you know, um, just, you know, warning. Um, he was, they were, they kept getting better and better and were at the top of his their games. And then he, like, uh, sent some text messages that nobody knew where he was. And then he, his body showed up dead uh, the next day. And so he unfortunately was struggling with stuff and, and committed oh suicide. Yeah. But, so, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that, 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 uh, foundation was to raise awareness. Yeah. So, and, and so this was one of the bands that came out of that. And so like, and, and it's, and the reason why I say it, it's surprising, cause it's like, normally you find that like most bands, like their first album, because they've been working on the album for like 10 years, their first album is like their best album. And then their second album's, okay you know his like the first album was okay his second like just n blew the doors away and so just to give you an idea how good the second album was 10 years on its 10 year anniversary all these other bands did cover songs of it so there's a uh, an album called tiny changes um and uh so you have uh death cat for cutie on there uh, Sad Twilight. Sarah Silverman actually did a cover of Backwards Walk with somebody. So, like, all these wow. other bands love this album so much that they did cover songs of the whole thing on its 10-year anniversary. And um, this song is... Okay, I will admit, it's not it's not polished. It's raw. It's not... It's higher than lo-fi. It's kind of mid-fi because it, it's, really, it's really rough around the edges. Um, 
and yes, his lyrics, some of them are straight up shocking. Uh, you know, you can't find love in the hole, <laughs> you know, I mean, which is true. You can't find love in the hole. But like there's he's just he lays it out there. And and so, um, man, th- there's not. It's one of those, yes, I think the stronger, the first half of the album is stronger than the half, but still, even Poke at the, at the end of the album, that song is amazing. So, um, and so it, it's, this is why I love Friday and Rabbit. And this is by far the, his most, I, I like this album the best. Like his newer albums, once they start making it bigger, their sound did change. So they did get more polished. They could add more instruments, more production to it. Um, and you know, I didn't. They still had good songs, but you can hear the lyrics as clear, and so that's why I didn't like the later albums as much. But but this one, it just for me, it's timeless. And I, when I first heard it, it was around the time when I was single, you know, looking for somebody, <laughs> you know, uh, trying to do the dating life, and it, you know, it wasn't working for me <laughs> that much. Uh, but you know, this. You know, this talks about that hardship of, of like trying to meet people or, or date people or, you know, you're like trying to figure out what what's wrong with me, you know, type of thing. Um, and yeah, so that, that's why this album speaks me. If I have to pick a, so it's hard for me to pick a track. It, it's either going to be um, uh, the either old, old fashioned or um, uh, there, sorry, I can't think of the title. There will be. It's the one that is has the lyric word about tiny changes, but it's also about like it talks about how Jesus was just one man. Um, uh, oh, heads will roll. There it is. So it, my choice track is either is heads will roll or old fashioned. Those are my two two most favorite off of here. But I'd probably have to lean towards heads heads root, will roll. So is it heads roll off? Is head roll, roll. Or, or heads heads roll off? Yeah. I thought I like the title of this. <laughs> and when I and when I saw that, I was like, "Heads are gonna fucking roll." I mean, that's right? all I could think of is like revenge or something. Right. That's not how it sounds. That's not how it sounds. But, but what did you think, David? Oh, the band, like the band in general. So now that I know more of the background, kind of reminds me of like. Uh, so you have like other bands that have been in, the, in a similar situation where um, depression and you know whatever brings them down. They end up committing suicide, which is like, I guess, like when I was younger, I didn't really know that much about mental illness and how it could affect people. Like, I was like, well, how could someone do that, especially if they're making a lot of money or even if they're not, if they're famous or at least well known for their music, they're doing something they love. Um, and then, you know, obviously, I looked the older I get, I learn more. Right. And uh, like, I think their lyrics and just the tone of the music definitely it, it says a lot about maybe how uh, the how he was feeling right as a lead singer or your songwriter too. Um, I, I was, yeah, I wasn't really a fan of, I guess his vocals. I didn't really think that he sounded the greatest. I almost thought maybe he was like, is he tone deaf? (laughs) I'm not, I'm not saying that the music's bad, but like it just, and then I realized he's like Scottish or something. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then I started listening to it more and I was like, the music's great. I feel like I'm listening to a Coldplay song or something going into like, so my, my, I, I picked fast. The beginning of that does sound like something that I would hear off X and Y or something from Coldplay. I'm like, Oh wow. I really like the melody. And then he starts singing it. I'm like, this ain't Coldplay. Uh, but, and I'm not dissing him for his background and the fact that he took his own life. You know, that's, that's awful, you know, but as a, as a band, you know, 
they they really do have an awesome instrumental side. Like I love the beat. I love I love that kind of somber music. You know, um, I also love like bands like Joy Division. Uh, was it Ian Curtis, lead singer? killed himself i think he was found dead so like stuff like that like really gets you you know it gets to you you're like wow how could somebody do this um there really is a, a thing you know that makes people not feel good about something for whatever reason but uh yeah you can kind of feel it in the music too but uh it gives it a little bit of an eeriness to it looking back and now uh, like hearing hearing all the tracks and um but yeah i do i do like that melancholy feeling that I get from that kind of music you know youtube right. has music like that you know where it's like it just starts out kind of like slow and then it gets into like a beat and but yeah like bon iver he's a really good uh musician he kind of kind of similar i think you know the tone they're probably right era. and I, I love that stuff um i just i just wasn't a fan of his vocals but okay that uh, and that could throw you know if you don't know the the background and you don't know like they're if you're not listening to all the songs you hear one of his songs you might be thrown right. off by his vocals. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, this guy's he's hurting or something. But uh, yeah, so that that was my take on it. Okay, yeah, I'm usually a fan, um, but anyway, no, it's all good. They um, yeah, man, this this was a hard reach for me. And I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. Teases out, you know what I'm saying? You just gotta eat the chips by themselves. Um, reason, reason being is because um, I, I'll just get straight into it. The vocals was one thing. Um, I kind of got used to the vocals after the third listen because it took the third listen in order for me to try to break it down. Right. Um, I definitely understand the background of of everything that was going on with the mental health and and the whole nine. It, it did shed light on the situation but when i was first listening to it it wasn't about any backstory it wasn't about any other situation it was literally about the music itself and to me they kind of had like a very raw unfinished rem type sound um that that kind of threw me off for a second because i was every song that i was listening to sounded like it was going to have a great build-up and then nothing or or the case stayed in that particular area or zone and so um, but after I went back and I cleared my thought process and was like, let me just focus on the music itself. And I did that. And damn it, damn it. You took my line. I was going to say fast blood as well. Um, that was probably, okay. you know, one of, one of the most upbeat, like, um, professional sounds you would hear coming out of the group and what they were doing and how they were doing it. So, um, mm-hmm. that, that in itself for me was like a good, it was a good good mixture i could definitely hear that in the playlist and i wouldn't be tripping on it now some of these others yeah bro uh might might be a skip on them but but for for the most part i could get i could get the storyline behind that one i I like the intro to fast blood i think it really does like and they do have good like you're saying dietrich like the intros of these songs are like really awesome and then they're anticlimactic like i have like this like I had this hope that it's going to be an awesome song. And then he starts singing. And I'm just like, oh, you're just not doing it for me, man. But, you know, I think overall they're good musicians. Oh, hell yeah. That, and, you know, yeah. that probably did have a, a, you know, have a grasp on him. Like he's like, pulled him down, you know, his, his, his thoughts. And you can, I mean, you can hear the pain. Yeah. And now yeah. that I know more about the band, like you can really. Uh, yeah. But that's, that's, that shit's real for a lot of people. So. Yeah. What do you think, Brandon? Well, I I remember the the band when they 
first showed up on the scene or around the time you started liking Frightened Rabbit. Uh, right. It was that album you got from eMusic, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. I remember yeah. you being a fan, and I, I'm pretty sure that I downloaded it, but I don't remember if I ever listened to it or not. But I do remember you being being a fan of the band, and you saw them, didn't you? You saw them live? As, yeah, I saw them at least once, maybe twice. I know I saw them once at ACL. I want to say I saw them at, uh, at Stubbs, but yeah. Yeah, so I don't remember if I cool. actually listened to the album or not. Um, it, it sounded familiar, but I know that I knew the album cover, but I think I knew it more because you kept telling me to listen to it, and I don't know if I ever did. Um, you know what? And that's a shame. I should have listened to it sooner. I like the album. Uh, I like the music. Um, yeah, I know. I dug it. I liked his voice. I, you know, to each his own, right? Like, I know. Right. And Damon, they're not sold on it, but I really liked it. I thought it was unique. It was different. Like, yeah, there were times where I'm like, oh, is he a good singer? I don't know. You know, but it's That's what I was saying too. You're not going to forget it. Uh, right. That's, and, you yeah. know, I, I like, I like that kind of indie rock, indie folk sound, and they use instruments that I totally dig. So, you know, I, oh, I yeah. feel like it was kind of catered towards me a little bit. Um, certainly some songs more than others. Um, and yeah, I get that whole anticlimactic thing, but I dug it, you know, <laughs> I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, I really enjoyed it. Like I might actually seek out more albums by them, uh, because I, I, I liked his voice and I liked their sound and, uh, you know, I, I didn't know any of that backstory at all, you know, right. I, you know, but I don't know if that that enhances the the listening or not. You know, I think the album stands alone without knowing the backstory of of his tragic life. Um, yeah, so no, I I, re- I like the album. I thought it was good. You know, I, I found it relaxing, and uh, I don't know. It was it was just it was it was fun. Um, and if I had to pick a track, it would definitely it, it more likely. Yeah, now it would it, it would be old old fashioned. I, I really like that, but I think it's I thought you'd like that. Like that, in, that indie folk <laughs> sensibility, and that song has it. Right. Why did I think you'd like that, Brandon? I don't know why. Maybe it's because it reminds maybe, me of whiskey. Maybe I'm I'm biased because I'm Scottish. I have Scottish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's why. I'm like I get these guys. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I I liked it. I thought I thought it was pretty good. I. You know, I, I didn't go in with any expectations, unlike I did when Taj picked Kesha. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, yeah, I I liked it. I, I thought again, I, I just I'm like a broken record. I just I like it. But right. I can see I can see where you guys would like it. Um, and I, you know, gosh, I mean, it really they the band is someone I it's a band I should like. I think I did see these guys. They I, they were familiar to me, and they played at South by Southwest in 2013. I think I saw him in 2013 at South by. So I remember, I, I know the name and I remember seeing him on the, the bill. Um, yeah. Wow. That's so sad that that guy had to yeah. have that happen. But, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and it, yeah. And so because of him, like I found a, a, a new, like there's another artist that I found because of him when that happened. And, and that's uh, Frank Turner, which I'm sure he'll come up sometime uh, on my stuff. But, um, I, I have to shout out just one other track on the album, and that's Backwards Walk. 
because that that song it it that was one that when when the song itself beforehand like was always amazing like it reminded me kind of like a like you know how there's the song in Donnie Darko backwards walk is one of those really melancholy like just remorseful like and and right. so and it's so fine. it's fine backwards walk by the way oh back, my backwards walk yeah. or just backwards walk my okay, backwards walk my backwards yeah sorry don't have my computer. so okay. but yeah it, but, but yeah so okay well, see, at least now I know that you don't like lo-fi stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, because that's the thing. We're, like, I like Donnie Darko, too. That's an awesome movie, by the way. Yeah. Because, like, I, it, I'm more forgiving of the voice, I guess, because I'd rather hear the, the lyrics and the emotion behind it and, and be more forgiving of the voice. And so there's a... I, I'm going to try and look it up, but there's that guy that's famous from Chicago that does really lo-fi stuff, and one of his songs even made it on a commercial for, like, iTunes or something. But, like, lo-fi music is a type of music that some people, like, dig and track down and listen to, um, you know. Right. And so th- this this is one of those where it's, it's not quite lo-fi, but it's just a bit above that. And so, you know... If the lyrics are there and the motions there, it's just I'm a I'm a sucker for it. So Oh for sure. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that I don't like Lofa. But that's not okay. the case at all in this situation. It's okay. just this particular artist, these this particular band that that's that's coming out or that's been out, you know what I'm saying? I should have known better when you said it was your pick. You're, you're, right. you know what I'm saying? You like the you like the band or a whole lot. That should have gave me an indicator right there that I couldn't think with in tradition. On me, so just oh, that gotcha. aspect alone, you know, that that's on me. Um, so that's why I said going back first, first listen, I was like, yeah, skip, 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 because everything was not adding up to where I think it was gonna be. And then the second listen was, let me take, let me take a second just to, you know, see if I was right the first time, which I felt like I was. Then the third time I went back and listened to it, it's like, okay, this time I'm doing it with a clear head, giving it an honest, honest opinion, honest chance. And it was like, okay. Now this right. makes a little bit more sense when I do it that way. So yeah, I definitely yeah. have to be in the right headspace in order to accept it. Um, would it be an album that I go back and put on repeat? Not in the near yeah. future, but it's definitely a couple of tracks on here that I do actually like. Right. It, but I will I will want to say this real quick on, you know, this for sure. I mean, even having to talk through the whole situation on what happened with, with him, it makes me respect Keith Cuddy a lot more because you said that he he's I mean, you know, the fact that he's still going, he hasn't you know, and everybody's different. I get that. But, you know, um, you know, the, the fact that that somebody's still struggling with it and is so honest about it in their music and that they're still going, you know, just, you know, gives me, you know, I want to give them props, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, it's, it's, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for mental health, mainly because the community where I come from, it was, it was kind of shunned upon. Um, like you, you don't have the right to, to think about, you know, mental instability or anything of that nature because you have to hold down your fort. You have to take care of your family. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have other responsibilities. So it kind of, it kind of was looked down upon in, in certain aspects of situations. Whereas now, 
you know everybody's more aware of mental mental illness or mental health um when it comes to individuals and and more attuned to you know what some of the certain signs look like so definitely when you dropped the backstory it was like man that's crazy because once you punch your ticket that's done is you're out you can't come back and change your mind you can't you know do anything else in that situation and and you never know like the very next day you could hit the lottery or you could get you know a major publishing deal or you can get a movie offer or you can get you know any other situation that would totally turn your life around had you not taken it that to that extreme but you can't tell somebody that when they're going through that all you can do is just offer to be there just be an ear in that situation not everybody needs to talk or try to tell you what to do in order to make you happy because a lot of people don't know how to make themselves happy so you damn sure can't make somebody else happy but when you have an outlet like for music in a sense that's why a lot of times i say um music saved my life in a lot of ways um and this is just a you know one of those cautionary tales of how you know one person's shine or light that's going on is another person's dim light that that's not shining as bright and it could be the same artist that you're listening to you think is on top of the world and they're slowly breaking down behind the scenes because they don't have the structure that they need in order to keep moving forward so yeah yeah okay support your local artists man support your artists support your artists support your people support the songs that you love to hear the songs that you play on your radio the songs that you play that you think nobody else is listening to or the songs that you play to get through something hard that artist is a human being and they're going through stuff to support your people man for yeah, sure i hear you man yeah you mentioned like Taj, you mentioned lo-fi right so like i love i think i do like a lot of that music i want to say like jimmy world they have some albums that just like, is it like sad rock? I don't know really how to do it. <laughs> or like Band yeah, of Horses, yeah. you know, like I, yep. I saw Band of Horses live. I was on the stage behind him. I happened to get a VIP one year for this, uh, for ACL, I think it was. And oh my God, it was crazy. But that's like, I think that's kind of similar to, to Frightened Rabbit too. And I think, and I know I've seen Frightened Rabbit live now, now that I'm looking back at it. Because I was like, this band, I know I've seen them. I know I've heard of them. And, right. Uh, confirming their, their South by Southwest 2013 year, their appearance mm-hmm. there. But yeah, I, I I do, like those bands, like I don't know, uh, I guess like, well, they started in 2003. Um, they're not they're not active now, right? After he passed away? No, it, they're, they're not active. I'm not sure about... Uh... I know Frank Turner is still active. He lives in the United States, but He's still um, I'm not. Sh- yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm not sure about the Sad Twilight if they're still active or not. So I think I saw Frank Turner live too. By the way, at South by, I believe I believe he was there opening for uh, Jenny Owen Young's, another artist that I like to spotlight one of these mm-hmm. episodes. But uh, yeah, no, that's I, I could listen to that shit all day. I mean, it's it's, right. it's the kind of stuff you can listen to when you're like working on something, when you're driving, whatever. If you're like, or if you're, uh, yeah, just want right. to hear something different. But yeah, this point, I think <laughs> I'm just not gonna yeah. get over it. To me, it is important. That's for fine. That's there. okay. It's like yeah. cranberries. If, if Dolores O'Riordan was just belting out her lyrics, but with like, you know, off key, <laughs> that would probably throw me off too. I don't know if zombie. And all the other all right. stuff would have been a hit, but no, I think I think Frightened Rabbit's awesome. I mean, in their own but, in their own way. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and so I think to, just to let you know, I, I think with the 
with Kesha and this one, th- these are my two extremes. So I'm not going to come in with no Gregorian chants. That that's not going to be an album I come in with. I'm just letting oh, you know. So, I, I, I'm going to be between this and Kesha, just so you kind of know my my range. So. Well, I'm going to have to create an episode for Gregorian chants, <laughs> and we're going to have to see what you think about that. I think so. I should- Maybe like your green chance. Either. So, um, probably. So, who's the next person? Give us some homework. I think that's Brandon, it's right? Me. Brandon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, for the next episode, your homework is to listen to an album from 1980. Uh, okay. It's a post punk rock band called The Feelies, and the oh. album is called Crazy Rhythms. Crazy rhythm. Okay. All right. Here we go. Right. Right. <laughs> so, okay. That the sounds fun. Crazy, crazy rhythm. Okay. Crazy rhythm sounds good. By the Feelies, 1980. 1980. Okay. Wow. So, did they, are they an 80s band? They were formed in the late 70s, but their debut studio album came out in 1980. I believe it was recorded in 79 and came out in 1980. Oh, wow. Okay. And they're a band that influenced some pretty big bands in the 80s. Okay. I learned about these guys. That's like yeah. the Kiss era, Aerosmith, all those guys that were laying on stuff, Lynn. Okay. But these guys are punk, right? They're a post-punk band. Post-punk. What does post-punk mean? We'll get into that next episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I like that. Right. Okay. Well, uh, this has been Choice Tracks. You can find us on our website, on our email, uh, Twitter, and on Facebook. Um, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. And bye, I guess. Well, later. All we need is love, Tosh. Peace. Love. Right? That's true. Golden slumbers, everyone. <laughs> We're all living in the yellow zone. Yellow zone.